Hey, y'all. I'm Gina Stewart, and welcome to Ladyland. Think about your closest friend. Maybe you know where she works, but do you know what she does all day? Do you know her job title? Do you know what she studied in school? Turns out, I didn't. So, I made a podcast to find out. Welcome to Ladyland. I'm your host, Kim Baldwin. This is a conversation with women from all walks of life and different backgrounds. It's funny at times, serious at times, but always honest. This is Ladyland. So we are recording this over Skype because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> also, you are out of town. You're in yes. Minnesota? Minnesota. Okay. How's it going in Minnesota? It is awesome. I'm with my family, the first people that I have seen and been in contact with in three whole months. So that is crazy. Literally, that's it. Like I haven't been anywhere. I've been one of those people, like crazy people that haven't been anywhere. I haven't like either. Nowhere. Not yeah. the store. Nowhere. No. I read one of your blog posts and we, I'm a day behind you. I think you said you quit leaving the house on March 14th. Um, and I think mine was March 15th was the last time. Like I really was a normal person. Thank you. You, when I meet people, <laughs> not meet people, but talk to people like that. I'm like, it's not just me. Thank you so much. It's not just you. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Sheena, I like to have my guests introduce themselves You are kind of unique because we are going to talk about you kind of as a blogger and an important member of like online community and not about like your job title or where you work. So however you want to introduce yourself, maybe just the different things you're passionate about, your blog, however you like to introduce yourself in your creative life. So for me, I like to think of myself as a queen of vulnerability. I blog Uh, on Tuesdays. My blog is called Love at Any Stage. And on Tuesdays, I tell my truths in a segment called Truth Tuesdays. And that ranges from me talking about myself, my marriage, any aspects of my life. I tell people to be careful around me because you could become a Truth Tuesday topic. That is real life. I mean, I might change your name, but I will describe you to a T where they know that we're talking about you, Jerry. Um, (laughs) That's me. I'm just the queen of vulnerability. I also like to look at myself as doing a lot of community service. Uh, Every year for the past six years, I've done something for my birthday. Uh, 2018, I was able to do, and you participated in it, I was able to do a give back uh, for my birthday where I selected three women, three amazing women that I never met before until that day. And then um, give them makeovers, photo shoots, and a little party with some parting gifts. So I'm looking to, I don't know how we're going to do that this year, but I want to do something big. It just feels like this is the moment. Let's try to outdo ourselves this year. Yeah, I support that. I like watching what you do every year. And I've only known you the last couple of years, so I have not known the whole history of your birthday project. But maybe, I think we met through like the Goodwill style events, maybe in 2017, 2016 Mm -hmm. or 2017. 17, I think. 17. Okay. I lose track of time. Me too. Totally lose track of time. So in 2014, 
Um, my birthday's in October. So 2014 in September, I got this idea of like, oh, I should do this give back for my birthday. And it was like a month before my birthday, but I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. So mainly it was just family and friends and me having to beg people to do it, which seems very odd. And then the years to follow, I had to like cut off my comment section because people kept trying to do it. So my birthday is October 21st. And um, the first couple of years, what I did is I sent out $5 to 20 people and assigned them a date between October 1st and the 20th. And on your date, let's say I gave you October 5th, you take your $5 on October 5th and you do a good deed. You can add to the money. If you don't have to, that's the whole point that it doesn't take a lot to make someone's day. And then um, you can post about it on social media or not, but just shoot me a text saying what you did and yeah, I thought like, this is going to be great, but I didn't realize how it was going to impact me. So for three weeks, I got a birthday present every single day uh, with people telling me what they did. Before that year was over, people were posting it on social media on their day. And then other people were commenting, I want to do this next year. I want to do this next year. So the next year, I'm not sure how many people we had, but it was more than 20. And then the next year was more than that. I think I had 40 one year. Uh, and I was like, I'm not rich, guys. So and then people were like, don't send me the $5. I can do the $5 on my own. So um, yeah, I just started to assign people dates. And then it, it went from there. But on my actual birthday, I donate to a cause that is near and dear to my heart. It changes every year. But one thing that doesn't change, I go to the same hospital, St. Thomas Midtown, and I write out a handwritten note every time, stick some money in a card, and go to the labor and delivery department. And I hand it to a nurse, and I say, can you give it to a family that has a child born today on my birthday? So the nurse that I like knew, she last year when I went, she was no longer working there. So I had to like build a rapport with a new person. But yeah. So I'm wondering where you got this like community service bone. Like where did you learn this? Where did you hone this skill? Because not everybody, obviously, not everybody does stuff like this. No, I don't know. Like my mom is a giver. So I am pretty sure that's why I got it from the I guess the foundation of it is just to watch her give and when we grew up ironically enough I'm in Minnesota so when we moved to Minnesota when I was in seventh grade and so it's just me my mom and my brother seventh grade so my brother was in first grade and kids are a whole lot nicer than in first grade than seventh grade it was just a total culture shock my like high school had I don't know 400 people if we're rounding um, my graduating class had 80 something. And then to like go to a middle school where it was like thousands of kids, it was just a lot for me. So that Christmas, we had moved from the small town to Minnesota. And I remember we got like these gifts. And I'm like, where did these gifts come from? And I've always loved basketball and I had the basketball and I was dribbling. I'm like, where did these gifts come from? This is odd. And so my mom told me we got it from like the angel tree. And I like still remember this at like, I can picture it now in my, in my head, I had the ball and I was bouncing and I threw, it's like a bad after school special. <laughs> I threw it and I was like, but we're not poor. And I like, threw the basketball and then I ran out, I ran out the door of the apartment and the apartment that we lived in was like, like, it was like a hotel. So when you run out, you're running out into a hallway and so, like, I ran out to the hallway, and then I took the elevator downstairs, and I went and, like, sat in my mom's car, 
And then I was just like, but we're not poor. Why do we get these things from these people? Because we're not poor. So fast forward, you know, uh, once my mom had been in Minnesota for a while and, and established, so she gives back now every year for Christmas to different families. But she's been like that even before, even in the we're not poor phase, she still was a giver. So she really is now um, that she's more established. So yeah, that's where I, that would be the foundation. So I just took that and then just spun it. And I'm really into birthdays. Birthdays are the best because you don't have to share them with anyone. Uh, and then I had twins, so they do. We're going to figure that out. But you don't have to share. It's like your personal holiday. So I just, that's where I just took it up a notch. I feel special on my birthday. So I want other people to feel special as well. What a really nice legacy from your mom to you. And I assume to your daughters. That's a really nice thing to be known for in your family. Yeah. So I, either they're really going to love it or really going to hate it. I'm going to say love it, but I've already signed them up to do the same thing that I do. Instead of going to the hospital that I go to, we're going to go to the hospital where they were born. And um, probably not this year. I probably have to do it by myself. But the years to follow, then they will come with me and then we'll gift a card and some money to a family that has a child born on their birthday. So you blog. I I love your blog. I love the Truth Tuesday. Man, I love them so much. And I was glancing at it today. I always read them when they come out, but I rarely like go back and see how many comments you get. Uh-huh. You get a lot of comments. And I was yeah. so like, man, look at Sheena getting 19 comments on a blog post. That's really impressive. People don't comment on blogs anymore. No, and you're they getting don't. 20 comments a blog post. Good I know my last one, I sent it to my brother to read and someone commented, I've been waiting for this. And then he texted me back and he was like, like, this is crazy to me. Like, why are people waiting? I'm like, did you not read what I wrote? What do you mean? <laughs> why are people waiting for this? Man. Hey, so I, oh, say no more. I'm curious. This I'm just curious. Where do your readers come from? Like, do they come from social? Like, do you post on Instagram or Facebook and bring them to your blog or they have been readers of your blog probably the whole time? Well, they come from social, but I, I like meet them on social media. And then you can tell people who, you know, they, they see a blog post that sparks their interest and they're going to read it. Great. And then there are some people, it doesn't matter what I write about. They're going to read it might not necessarily be their thing for the week, but they're going to read it and they might not comment on the blog, but they usually send me a DM and, and say something like, hey, I'm sending this to a friend, or that hasn't happened to me, but, you know, I'm glad to know that I have, you know, your blog to refer back to if it does. So, yeah, I post on social, and I feel like I have, like, a little community on there. Yeah, it looks like you do. That's just, for anyone who doesn't know, that is really hard to do on the internet in 2020. (laughs) Like, you have pulled something off that is really hard to do. Oh, no, the one last week, that was like really crazy because I just kept getting um, emails from WordPress and it's like, your stats are booming, your stats are booming. And I went and looked and I'm like, how did I get this many views in a day? It was insane. Was that the one on your school of Union City? Yes. Um, man, yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> do you, I don't know what your emotional bandwidth right now is for talking about racism, but do you want to just like give a synopsis of what that blog post was about and your just kind of personal philosophy of speaking truth to power. and Yeah. So I come from a really small town in 
West Tennessee called Union City is 10,000 people. And I am an elder millennial, which means I'm old, but it just means that I was born in the, in the early eighties and grew up in the nineties and graduated high school, early two thousands. That's my spiel. So I just have to say that because it's like, well, why didn't you post this on social media? Why didn't, didn't exist. Okay. There. So just growing up in a really, really small town, I just talked about three of the educators, administrators that I encountered that, you know, we're talking about police brutality and, you know, things. And for some people that's too heavy for them and they detach themselves and like, well, you know, if you just comply with the police, then those things won't happen to you. So it's breaking it down like, hey, as a child, these things happen and this is also racism. So it's just, you know, my freshman year going into, you know, high school and asking my principal, hey, I haven't heard anything about a Black History Month program. Are we, are you putting one together? Do you need help? Can I help? Like, I would love to help. And for him to say, oh, you know, um, you, you asked me too late. You know, we can't have one. Well, it shouldn't be me asking you too late. There should already be one. And then what is too late? You know, because February is a whole month. And I'm pretty sure I didn't ask you in February. Like, even if it was March 1st, then, you know, we can still do it. That's okay. It's never too late. But the fact that he told me that we couldn't do it, but he said that we could put posters in our library and the library was like, you had to like go down steps to like, see, you couldn't just walk the halls and see the posters. You had to go down there to be actually, you know, able to see the posters. So that was a way of like, okay, I'll make her happy. She can just go stick the posters down there and no one's going to see it. And then boom. But he was out after that. I had three principals during my four years of high school and I'm pretty sure it's crazy. And That's I'm pretty sure all of them were like, I'm sick of this girl. Like, she's terrorizing us. She's always in the principal's office for something. So, yeah, I just, the next year is like the second week of school. I'm like, hey, you were the assistant principal last year. You're the principal this year. Can we, can we do something? So we were able to do, like, I was able to do a program my sophomore and junior year. And then my senior year, they actually did one in my honor. So I was like, just sit down and we'll do this. You know, you can be honored. You can, like, have your family come. And so that was nice. So that was one. And then I talked about another um, teacher. It was, like, a T-shirt for one of our school dances. And it just had, like, a white couple on there, white, you know, faces on there. I'm like, hey, there are Black children that go to school here. Why aren't we represented? And he said, well, the student council came up with that. And I'm like, yeah, that's why Black children should be in the student council. And then he gave me this whole big thing about, you know, trying to make up a reason as to why we weren't um, which they weren't good reasons and then he started to cry yeah he started to cry and tell me he wasn't racist and I'm like but nobody called you racist also uh, did you a teenager teenager yes teenager Th- that's the thing with all of this I'm like I was in high school like a legit teenager so then yeah next time just make sure it's more representative and then I think it was the prom and I yeah it was prom and they had like a limo there was like a couple, like a black couple, like out of the sunroof, and then like a white couple, like out of the, the side windows. And he got, came up to me. He was so proud. He was like, Here's a shirt. I'm like, That's awesome. And then he tried to give me one. I'm like, I don't even like t shirts. It was just the principle. Like, I don't want the t shirt. So you can keep it. And so there you go. Um, and then the last one is just our guidance counselor. She was just really not, she just didn't help people. She was probably the one that got the most traction in the comments on Facebook. 
but she just did not help people in getting scholarships and made people feel like they weren't worthy of certain, you know, aspirations in life. And then on the same vein of scholarships, I talked about going to an interview for the Rotary Scholarship. I matched up on paper. You know, I had the grades, I had the extracurricular activities, all of that. And I get through and all of the, the white men are smiling. This is great. I'm like, yeah, I got this money in the bag. And they're like, any comments? And I'm like you need this money for school because we're still not poor, but you need this money for school. But I just had to speak out. And so it's just like, okay, listen, this town, this school system, everything is racist. I went to like a lifetime movie from the nineties and I was like that one girl in town that was me. And so I just went full, just gave it to them and their faces just dropped their jaws. Like we're like on the floor and I'm like, okay. I walked out and I'm like, I'm not getting that scholarship. I did not get that scholarship. That's okay, though. That's that's okay. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I think 2014, 2015, somewhere around there, I started to give out a minority scholarship for my high school. And the guidance counselor was like, the second year. First year was great. The second year, I was like, oh, it was so great. Um, more people are starting to give me more money. So I can do two this year. So I was like, I'm going to do two scholarships. And she emailed me and said, you know, we're just not getting a lot of minority applications. And I was like, really? She's like, I just feel like we should open it up to everyone. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. So that's, we're not going to do that. And after that, I stopped doing it, which I feel really bad. So now I'm working with some people and we're trying to get some stuff back going. And I'm like, I don't have to go through them to help the children. But probably the biggest thing from my high school um, that I did, again, all of this as a teenager. I'm like, social media should have been around. <laughs> I was in the band. I hate saying that because that's so lame. But I promise you, when you come from a town of 10,000 people, that's cool, okay? It's cool. <laughs> so, ironically enough, we were coming to Murfreesboro for like a big band competition. So, we had like the charter buses and like all of, when a small town like that, it's very segregated. So all of like the black students were on bus three. I don't know who deemed that to be like that. That was just how it was. It was that way before I got there. And when you signed, we signed up. So it's like, when you sign up, they're like, sign up. When we were a freshman, like sign up for bus three. I'm like, where's bus three? Like just stop. I'm like, okay, bus three. So we're all on there. So every time we would go for like long trips, we would like our bus, like something wouldn't work. Like one time we, we could see, we had visual, but no audio. So we're trying to watch movies and like we could see it. And then one of our classmates like, oh, I know this word for word. And so it's like, just shut up, dude. Like we're sick of you. We don't need, it was just really bad. And so this particular time, I don't know what was wrong with our bus, but like we were like angry and like people were like going off and I'm like just angry. And I'm like, you guys, guess what? We're going to boycott. We're getting off the bus right now. And so the chaperone was like, but we have the coolers up here with all of the food. And I'm like, Miss Tammy, stop it. Like, we can climb over coolers. Stop. Okay. So, like, I climbed over the cooler. And then I had, like, my um, Harriet Tubman moment where I'm like, anybody wants to come with me, I'll help you climb over these coolers. So, <laughs> so we're, like, climbing over oh coolers. And then we're, like, going to, we went to, like, set out on the practice field. And I, they're like, what are we supposed to do now? I'm like, I don't know, just sit. We're just going to sit here. And so, the like, the, the parents were coming over and they're like, we're, we're, we're scheduled to leave in, like, 10 minutes. Like, we get it. You made your point. I'm like... But I did make a point. I'm just sitting here. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, And so they're like, you, we have to go. We have to go. And I'm like, no, I need to talk to John. John's the director. I have to talk to him. 
to then they bring over like every time it would be like a person like up higher on the totem pole and then we finally got to the assistant and I'm like nope still not John and then John gets over there he's mad he's like I'm gonna have holes in my show and it's not gonna look right I'm like I don't care you can leave like at this point I'm old enough to drive I have my car it's parked over there I'll leave like my Saturday will be filled with other things I'll leave and I'll take all these people with me and so then he's like, well, we can need to come up with a compromise. Like we walked off and then we came up with a compromise. Again, I'm a teenager. And so the compromise was that he rode the bus with us. Usually he rides like in a fancy, fancy car, but he rode the bus with us. And then when we came back, then he would switch out a bus and give us like another bus. So there were like so many things in high school. I know when like I walked across the stage, they were so happy. Like she is out of here. Don't come back. I love that you were like a rural Tennessee teenage activist. <laughs> yeah. That's so on brand for you. Yes. And they would like always like call my mom when she was still in Minnesota because I moved like I left Minnesota and went back to Tennessee. And like, was she disrespectful to anyone? They're like, no. So she's like, well, yeah, I'm not sure what you want me to do because I actually I support this. We can have a talk about it at home, but it's probably just going to be me saying, keep going. So I'm not sure, you know. Thanks for calling, but it's not gonna, she's not gonna get in trouble though. That is great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So uh, that, that was like the last blog post and it went like, it was insane. Like how many views, like how many shares, how many comments, and just the conversations that have started, like people that were like my parents age commenting. I'm like, is anybody reading this? Do we see how far this has gone back? Like this is insane. Man, that good job. That's hard to do. It's hard to write something that resonates with that many different age groups Mm -hmm. and across that many platforms. You're a good writer. Do you know that? Thank you. Hi. Do you like podcasts? I hope so, because you're listening to one. If you like podcasts, I have something else you might like. Audiobooks. Libro FM is the first and only company that lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore. P.S. We have two of those here in Nashville. You can pick from hundreds of thousands of audiobooks. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen during your commute, while doing chores, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. Ladyland listeners, you get a special offer. Three audiobooks for the price of one. That's $14.99 with your first month of membership. Use the code LADYLAND at checkout. For more information, visit ladyland.show slash Libro. It's really easy. You're very good at writing vulnerability and you do it in such a boundaried way. And I like that. You can sometimes tell when someone's had a lot of therapy because they're able to be really vulnerable in a way that's still emotionally safe for them. Mm-hmm. And I can recognize you doing that. And it's just always nice to see. Do you have a lot of friends that go to therapy, especially like, do you have a lot of black women friends that go to therapy? Um, yes, I have a lot of people who are, I like make a joke that I should be able to partner with some therapist and be able to get a kickback because there are so many messages that I get and people are like, I want to go. I'm so scared and I can tell where they are. So I will send them this message that I have now that I'm not a healthcare professional. We want to say that first and then just, Hey, this is where you can go. And then I can just tell like what level they're on. I'm like, they're not going to go for a couple of months. And then they come back, you know, a couple months after that. And they're like, Hey, 
I went to this website and da, 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 and I'm like, okay, let me give them the second part. And so, or I, people message me and I'm like, oh, they want to go, sh- like, they're going to go next week. They're, they're calling as soon as I send them this. And then they always circle back around and say, hey, I was so scared. Like I went and it was amazing. So I have a lot of people who have gone and they tell me, and I'm not, it's not in my head. Like they tell me I went because of you. And it's sometimes it's the most random people. I'm like, you weren't already going. That's not the, that's not the point. That's not the point. Okay. You went like, that's amazing that you went. And yeah. And they're like, not only women, but men as well. I'm going to leave like the topic of motherhood alone. Cause that's not my lane. Like I can't really speak to that very thoughtfully, but because we're both bloggers and internet people, I didn't want to ask you just about like social media with the girls. Like, do you have thoughts on that? Or just what is that experience like of having to decide how much of them you'll put on your social media or your blog? I just know that you've probably thought a lot about this and I'm curious. Yeah. And because they are twins, I posted, you know, a couple pictures of them in their nine months. And I've had um, a couple people reach out to a couple brands reach out to me and they're like, oh, you know, Camera Crusher blog, Camera Crusher feed. It's amazing. We'd really love to work. And it always confuses me because I'm like, so did you read the one blog post where I said I was pregnant with twins? But that still, I didn't talk about being a mother because they weren't here yet. So I'm so confused. Did you just see like the three pictures that are on my of them it just it was really weird and they're like products that that I don't use so I'm like hey I don't use these products you know so that's that's not gonna work um it's been a subject where I I'm not really sure where I want to go with it if some days I'm like oh they're twins and they're so amazing because that's so different from just a singleton I even mess with my mom when she's talking about different things I'm like wait everyone here that's here raise your hand if you've had two babies kicking you in your womb at the same time. Just me. Okay, everyone else be quiet and just let me do this. So that's my way to get her to be quiet. Because if I say two children, then she's going to mention my crazy brother. So we can't do that. So it's just, I guess, you know, I want to share that because it's the, it is such an amazing experience having twins. But on the other side, we talked about the boundaries. Every time that I want to push those and talk about it, then it's like I become paralyzed and like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that. And recently I realized why I don't want to talk about it. Or I should say, I was honest with myself about why I didn't want to talk about it. So coming up on Mother's Day and a friend and I were talking, I was like, I don't even feel like a mom. Like, it's just, it feels like odd. And we both said that, but we went in two different directions as to why we didn't feel like one. And I'm like, oh no, 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 that's not my issue. My issue is that I am an insanely, I'm really, really big on being an individual, being, you know, Sheena, which is why I didn't change my last name, why it's like if someone's asking me about me, then we need to talk about Sheena, you know, that's, it's me. And I have different facets of myself, but it's still first me. So a lot of times when, let's say someone goes missing, they're like, you know, a Texas mom went missing. And I'm like, but but what else was she? Can we do it? Do we have some other identifiers that could really help us that, you know, help us identify this lady and find her. So that's just always the go-to. So if I don't talk about it, then it doesn't exist, which is probably not the best thing, but that's where I am right now. So I can admit that. 
so yeah, for me is I don't like to talk about motherhood. So if I don't talk about it, then you can't push it back on me. And, you know, cause I'm not, I haven't talked about it, which is why on Mother's Day, if people didn't text me happy Mother's Day, then I'm like, great, I'm going to keep you around because you didn't acknowledge that I am one. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> that is a really helpful thing to hear. As someone with like experience and integration, which sucks and is so hard and takes so long, I have never once thought about when you become a mom that you have to then integrate the self you've been in like this new, I've never thought about that till just this second, that you don't just all of a sudden like magically merge Sheena and mom into one person. Like, of course that's a journey, but I have never thought about that. And then it's like I announced that I was pregnant and then everyone wanted to comment on my pictures. And it's not even, it's the pictures that I'd taken, you know, maybe before I was pregnant and they're like non-bump pictures and they're like, oh, hey, sexy mama. Hey, mom. Like two weeks ago, no one said sexy mama. They just might have said sexy. I mean, it's okay. So it's like, wow, all of a sudden is it like sexy mama or mama? And so I made a blog post, and a, not even a blog post. It was just a Instagram post. And it's like, you know, my name is Sheena, like Miss Stewart, if you're nasty or something like that, you're just giving Janet. And I, I know that people don't mean any harm by it, but those are, those are my boundaries. That's where I like to draw the line. Still refer to me as Sheena, because unless you're two people, you know, Dylan or Harper, then I'm not your mother. So this is very odd. I'm like, so we just walk around and say, hey, mama, to like, that's just odd. Yeah, it was just a bit much for me. So I'm like, I'm still Sheena to you. If we're friends, then I'm still, you know, friend Sheena. If we're a blogger friends, then I'm still a blogger friend. Whatever my relationship is to you, it's it hasn't changed because I have people growing inside of me that, that <laughs> doesn't change. Yeah, I'm still Anthony's wife. The way in which I wife um, will be different because we're on this journey together. But anybody else, I'm like, oh, you know, hey, we're still friends. Let's just let's talk about friends. Yeah, this is a lot for me. This is helpful. Thank Not you. a lot of women are real honest about, especially with me, because I didn't have kids. So I'm just excluded. Like, I think everyone just assumes, like, why would I want to hear about how hard it is to be a mom or become a mom? Like, I didn't choose it. And I'm so interested and I love information. I love to know how people feel and how they're processing this. So I'm glad you said all that. I don't, I've never heard it that yeah. way. And I love women who, you know, they have a certain blog and then they have children and it becomes a mommy blog. There are some people out there who who long for that and they want that. Um, I don't really see that being me, which is why I didn't blog a lot when I was pregnant, because I literally blog about my life. And so I like, what am I supposed to blog about? There's nothing for it. Like, this is what's going on with me. I had 35 doctor's visits because, you know, they're twins and I don't want to blog about that. There are a million, gazillion great mommy blogs out there that love at any stage is not going to be one of them. And that's okay. There's, you know, somebody out there to, like you said, you can get that type of information from someone else. For me, I would probably talk about motherhood, just not in the traditional sense, because what do I ever do that's traditional? It, it would probably be like the unmommy blog. I don't know. I don't hate it. For the most part, you do share a lot of yourself. So I'm curious what you don't show, because I feel like people that don't know you in real life probably feel like they really know you, like you feel Mm -hmm. like a friend. There are aspects, I guess, of my marriage that I keep private. And I know some people read in, they're like, really? I feel like I know everything about you guys. 
you know a lot and you probably would know not probably you would know more but I mean I'm married to someone so I can't just tell all of his business gosh that guy but I feel as you know as the years go on then I'm able to talk more freely about certain things because he has given the green light to say yeah I'm okay with that Anytime I would write about us or write about myself, but then he would be even like a backstory to that blog. I would let him read it first. And then it just got to the point where he's like, there's really no need. Like, I I know that you know my boundaries for this, so there's no need to let me read all of them. But the very first one that I wrote about us, it, it took some time for him to be like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Because at first he was like, oh, no, like, no. Can you leave this part out? Can you leave this part out? I'm like, this is a fairy tale blog. That's the whole point of me not like that was the whole point of me starting the True Tuesdays because I got tired of people saying you guys are so perfect. And I'm like, who, where, what? Those people don't exist. So that's why I wrote True, the first True Tuesday. But then when I let them read it, it's like you're so happy about like something, and then you you're watching the other person's face, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not going well. And we're in public. Why did I let them read it? But I was like so happy about it. And yeah, a couple of days later, he was, we were on the same page, but it took a while to get there. So I would say some parts of my marriage and then I feel parenting, but not me being a parent. Cause I'm just, I'm only nine months in and they can't tell me when I messed up. Not yet. Um, but I would say parenting like my relationship with my parents, I would probably give a whole, whole, whole lot more. I wrote a blog post and it talked about the the price of freedom. And if I could just be absolutely free, then, you know, without having to think about other people, then what I would write. So I would say parenting. My parents, that would probably be, a you would probably get a whole lot more because I would like to give like my origin story about like why I am the way I am. But that comes from, you know, my, a lot largely to do with my parents. But then it's like, oh. How do I shine this in a light where, you know, they're okay, you know, after reading this? Yeah, I feel that. Okay, Sheena, we're going to move into some rapid fire questions. These are very serious. They require deep thought and contemplation. I hope you're ready. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is the first thing you're going to do in a post-vaccine world when we can go back to normal and do things again? Oh, get drunk. Like not at home. No, just like out and about and just relive like college drunk, which means I'm out like in the world. Yeah. I wish everyone could see how vigorously we all just nodded like (laughs) you said college drunk. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I felt that very deeply. Speaking of, what is your go-to way to unwind? Oh, so I don't want to say get drunk. (laughs) <laughs> not gonna say that so I have drank a lot of red wine since I've been in uh quarantine but really listening to podcasts that has been amazing during this time just taking a drive and listening to podcasts do you have any favorite podcasts you've been on some too lately I need to listen to the ones you've been on yeah I listened to one called Ratchet and Respectable you have to have a balance in life. So it's Demetria L. Lucas. I love hers. And then because I love basketball, I listen to one called All the Smoke. And it's really not too much about basketball. It's, you know, 
two guys, two former players, and it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, like, so entertaining. I just laughed the whole time. Like, one episode had Snoop on it, and it was just, it was funny. It was gold. Okay. Duly noted. I know nothing about basketball, so I'm never going to listen to that. But (laughs) maybe someone else does. Please. What's your favorite thing to write about? My, myself, my journey. I love that answer. (laughs) Myself. Yeah. Okay. What is something you think people are the most surprised to learn about you? That I am, which hopefully they got it from this podcast, but I'm very funny. I'm like very witty. I have like a lot of one-liners and I feel that in my writing, I'll try to put that in my writing, but you know, sometimes there's heaviness because I'm talking about feelings, but I always tell people to check out my Insta stories because I'm usually talking about Anthony and it's, you know, if you didn't know, it's like, does she really want to be married to this guy? Because I can't tell. And then my response is, I, what day is it? I don't know. Just depends. <laughs> yeah, you are very funny. It's... Yeah. When people ask like, hey, how are you guys making it? Like, how is how is it going in this? Like, my response is, I'm still married and the girls are still alive. That's all I can give you right now. That's it. That's like the bar is like really low. They're still alive. And somehow, some way we're still married. Like my vows are being tested. Oh, they're being tested. Yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. This is the last question. You can't explain your answer. Oh, geez. What is your guilty pleasure song? Anything by Matchbox 20. <sighs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> oh my god sheena okay i mean i almost just hung up on the call (laughs) i'm not saying anything you told me i couldn't so that's it says enough (laughs) oh my god sheena thank you for doing this today thank you Um, this is a lot of time so thank you i'm kim baldwin and that's our show thanks so much for joining us to find full show notes, head over to ladyland.show. And if you know a lady that I need to meet, slip into my DMs. You can find me at ladyland underscore podcast on Instagram. This podcast is produced by Mary Catherine Rooker and brought to you by We Own This Town. Logo by Elizabeth Williams. Music by Drive. Download anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review Ladyland. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.